Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Now Israel, hear the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. In your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin upon you, you shall not add to what I command, nor subtract from it. Observe them carefully, for thus will you give evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations, who will hear all of these statutes and say, This great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people. For what great nation is there, that has God so close to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? Or what great nation has statutes and decrees that are as just as this whole law which I am setting before you today? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. The one who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. One who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. Whoever walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not with his tongue. One who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. Who harms not his fellow man, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor, by whom the reprobate is despised, while he honors those who fear the Lord. One who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. Who lends not his money a usury and accepts no bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things shall never be disturbed. One who does justice will live in the presence of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. James. Dearest brothers and sisters, all good giving and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. He willed to give us birth by the word of truth that we may be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deluding yourselves. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, They observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat anything without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, 
Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters from the outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, malice, greed, blasphemy, envy, licentiousness, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, here we are, the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Times. It doesn't mean we're going to do this in 20 seconds. (laughs) And the end of August. I can't talk that fast. (laughs) I like to talk too much. (laughs) Yeah, we are at the 22nd Sunday. And just a final reminder for the month of August, please join us on podcasting. We now are um, podcasting through uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Overcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. So please come and grab us there or at the website, matradayradio.com. Find our show and click subscribe. We just really appreciate this. Tell your friends because we really want to spread the word of Christ to as many people as we can. So it's, it's a beautiful way to go ahead and use technology to further the kingdom of God. It really is. Well, let's go ahead and start with the book of Deuteronomy today. So this is, um, I guess I call it Moses's swan song. And, and, um, I really took basically four, if you can kind of break this down into four pieces. First is we need to be able to hear. Now, Israel, hear the statutes and decrees. We have to listen. The second thing is we have to listen to everything. (laughs) It says do not add or subtract, right? We can't just start, say, cherry picking or becoming the uh, cafeteria Catholic. We have to believe the corpus of everything that Christ teaches because he founded the Catholic Church and how important that is for us to observe everything. And, and that's, I guess, the third point is observe, right? Observance is a sign of love. And, and it's more, I think, as part of that sign of love, when you observe something rather than just looking at it, observing is actually registering something as being significant, right? You spend time with it. You think about it. So observe is not just listening. we got to make sure we observe the law and then what happens is we are recognized. Listen, this says how wise and intelligent, how great our God is because we have a great nation and so much knowledge and love that exists because of what God has given us. And, and again, when it talks about here, when it says this great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people, this also means, and we touched on this a little last week, this implies that parents are teaching their children the beauty of our faith. And so many times we see parents that say, you know what, I, I maybe I don't know my faith well enough. Maybe I don't feel comfortable doing this. Well, I would even encourage you for some of our schooling, bring out the, I call it the beloved Baltimore Catechism. You know, so many times it's gotten a bad rap, and I think it was more the way it was taught rather than the actual content. Pull it out. Learn together with your child how important it is to teach the faith. So here, don't add or subtract. Observe, and then we will be recognized as a wise and intelligent people. Mm, Good points, Kevin. And, you know, I think it's far too often and far too many Catholics that have learned to compartmentalize their religious life. In other words, their 
regular Monday through Friday secular type life is kept separate from their Sunday church life. And this reading reminds us that we're called to live every day in the presence of the Lord. You know, we need to not, we need to stop separating our everyday life from our Sunday life. We need to be remember to live in truth and to live closely connected to God's law every day. And this theme is repeated in the gospel when we hear Jesus reprimanding the Pharisees for their interpretation of God's law. Yeah, yeah very much. And we are going to get into that in just yes, a few we minutes. Will. <laughs> We're going to first move to the second reading because it is so important <clears throat> that we not just hear, but we have to take action. And I guess I was kind of into breaking things down today because I also broke this one down into really a blueprint on how to live your life. Again, this starts with James chapter 1, verse 17. So it talks about how in God there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. And what that says is in God there is no variance. And this is something you could pick up in the Catechism, paragraph 212. God is simple. And what I mean by that is not meaning a lack of knowledge, but the fact that God cannot be broken apart. He is simple and cannot be broken apart. So that's the first piece on how to live your life. Recognize that God is beautiful and simple. Next is every gift is from above. So God has given us amazing gifts and they're good and we need to recognize them. So we recognize God, we recognize his gifts. The next thing says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. God is not satisfied if you or me or Carla, if we're simply just nice people, <laughs> right? We talked about this in the last week, you know, Joshua, decide today whom you're going to serve. If you're going to serve God, that doesn't mean you're just going to be a nice person, right? God wants you to be a little Christ and all that entails in that. And then finally, keep yourself unstained in the world. Keep yourself unstained and away from sin when you engage in the world. And I'm just going to briefly cover this, what's called the cooperation with evil. Um, we realize that there are different distances or closeness to evil. Are we proximate? Are we close to evil or are we remote? And then secondly, what is our cooperation with evil? Are we, do we have formal cooperation or do we have material cooperation? Say, for example, I, um, I sell a pen out of a convenience store to somebody and a person takes that pen and stabs the eye out of another customer. Well, I, maybe I'm close to that. Maybe I've proximate, but we can never have formal cooperation with evil. We may choose to bank with a certain bank that uh, supports Planned Parenthood, but we can never, and that might be a material cooperation. We can never have formal cooperation. So we need to work and leave and be as unstained in the world as possible because that's the integrity of following Christ. So that's the blueprint of following uh, a blueprint for life, Carla. And one more he gives. He gives us the the, the command uh, to care for orphans and widows in their affliction. And these represent, at that time, of course, the most vulnerable members of society. And that's when he uses the widows and orphans as examples. But another group of vulnerable human beings should be included in this, in today's world. Pre-born babies. These babies are not protected by law and their constitutional rights have been stripped from them by classifying them as non 
persons. As a nation, we should be outraged that such inhumane practices occur daily, with little to no protest from those in our government structures who have the most power to make the changes necessary to protect these innocent souls from the mass murder occurring in abortion facilities and hospitals across our nation. Amen. We cannot say that too strongly or too many times. We have to be a pro-life generation to to remove and reverse that terrible murder that we see today. Well, talking about life, we have the gospel of life according to Mark this time in the gospel. And I'm going to hit on the fact that we see the uh, Pharisees observe, then they question, but then we see Jesus's response. And what I'm going to focus on today is the fact that it says you disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. Uh, There was a pre-rabbinic procedure whereby a scribe or Pharisee could take something he owned and donate it to the temple. And it became God's. However, the Pharisees still retained the right to control to use the property. And that was called the Corban rule. It really was a way for a son to shirk his duty because parents relied on descendants for their well-being as they grew old. So as a Catholic, I think our key is to discern what faith and moral teachings flow from Christ and the apostles and which teachings do not. Remember that Christ is not condemning traditions. What he's condemning is empty traditions, empty uh, rituals. So we need to follow traditions that are divine and of Christ and reject traditions that are a man and always test everything. Yeah, it's that litigating, you know, ourselves find, finding ways of getting around the law. Exactly. That's how we get in trouble. Exactly. And it's that type of mindset that in, in that that we become like the Pharisees in this reading who are guilty of observing the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. And with that kind of an attitude, it's easy to find excuses to justify ways of getting around by legalizing our religious practices. And we can become very good at this and find loop Poles to avoid doing almost everything that we don't want to do and whatever it is that we find to be inconvenient. You know, there was an old ditty that this priest that used to um, be at uh, Holy Rosary in Portland, his name was Father Banfield, and this is something he shared. I just love it. He says, Mrs. Monday, Mrs. Money, sorry, Mrs. Money went to church each and every Sunday. Mrs. Money went to hell for what she did on Monday. So when Mrs. Money attends Mass out of a sense of duty, just to check it off her Sunday to-do list when she simply shows up at a Catholic church on Sunday and sits in the pew to fulfill her required one-hour attendance each week, she's not fulfilling the spirit of the law. Her actions reflect the condition of her heart. And when she returns to her weekly schedule, Monday through Friday, with absolutely no desire to serve God, she serves only herself in her thoughts, words, and actions. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.